Today I want to share with you from the first epistle of John. Uh, John's little letter here is so important, several things that he wants to get across to us in this letter, and nothing more important probably than in that fifth chapter when he says, I'm writing these things to you who believe that you may know that you have eternal life. Certainly that's a tremendous truth to know and not hope and wish and think maybe that you're saved and you have eternal life, but to know that you have eternal life. Uh, but in this first chapter is where I want to look today because in this first chapter, John is talking about how we can have fellowship with God. And I, I've shared with you about quiet time. I wanted to share a little more about fellowship with God, how we can, how we can have fellowship with God. And, and so let me, let me read a few uh, verses for you. Uh, what was from the beginning, what we've heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we've looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. John's talking about Jesus. He's talking about how he has seen him and heard him and, and he's handled him. And he goes on to say, and his life was manifested and we have seen and testify and to and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father and was manifested to us he says he came uh, from heaven to earth and was manifested the son of god that's what he's talking about here and he says what we have seen and heard we proclaim to you also so that you may have fellowship with us and watch this he says and indeed our fellowship is with the father and with his son jesus christ he's talking about fellowship with god means that we can spend time walking with God. How can two walk together except they be agreed, Amos tells us. So so we know that there has to be an agreement, and that is that we are on the same page as our Lord. We're in the same uh, ideas and thoughts of our Lord. And so he says uh, that we can have fellowship with him. And, and when you hear John say that, you can know that John's going to tell you how to have that fellowship. So listen as he goes on. He says, this is the message which we have heard from him and announced to you, that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Now, he says, this is the message we heard. This is what Jesus Christ came to do is to give us the message of how we can live and have fellowship with holy God. And he said, we heard it from him, and now we're telling you, we're announcing it to you, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Jesus made it very clear that God is perfect. There is no shadow of sin or darkness in God. Now watch this next verse. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Oh, that's important to grasp. He says, if you say that you are a child of God and you're walking in fellowship with God, but you're living in darkness, you're walking in darkness, then you're a liar. The truth's not in you. See, you can't have sin in your life and walk in fellowship with God. God's perfect. You can't come into the presence of God. Even when Jesus was on the cross and he cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Well, all the sin of the world had been placed on Jesus and the Father had to turn away. God cannot fellowship with us with sin in our life. Now, I know some of you say, oh, you mean, you mean you're talking about 
perfection, that we can uh, be sinless uh, perfection. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that we walk in the light as he is in the light. Then we have fellowship. In other words, he says, if you walk in the light as I'm in the light, then you have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses from all sin. You see, we want to be cleansed without walking in the light. You don't get cleansed till you walk in the light. You come to the light, and when you come to the light, your sin is exposed. And then you have an opportunity to confess that sin and repent of it, and then you'll be able to walk in the light as he's in light. You're not, you're not perfect, but you have confessed your sins, you've repented of them, and you're able to come into the presence of God. And so he goes on in verse 8 to say, if we say, that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Now, simply here is he's talking about sin nature, not sins. It's, it's not plural. It's sin. That's what causes sin. We're sinners. We're born sinners, and we sin because we're sinners. Some people think we become sinners because of sin. No, we do sin because we are sinners, and we have to be born again. That's what he told John. And in, in, uh, told John writes about rather in talking about Nicodemus in John chapter three, but then he says, "But if you confess your sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness." Now, again, this is when we come into the light. We've listened and we've come, and God has exposed sin. So you you won't see the dirt in your life in the dark. But you come to the light and you'll see the dirt, you'll see the filth, and when you do, you can confess it and repent of it. I want to turn back to John chapter 3 for just a moment. Listen to what he says after he's talked to Nicodemus about being born again. He says, this is the judgment that light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light, does not come to the light, for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. See, people won't come to the light because they don't want to deal with sin. They've got sin in their life and they won't come and turn from it. But he says, if we come and we allow God to show us the sin in our, we confess it and turn from it and he forgives us and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Verse 10 says, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Now, I want to show you this. He says, our people, you see, you come to the light. God shows you sin. You say, no, I don't agree with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We have so much of that today where we want to water down truth and we want to make our own rules. And we say, well, you know, I know you think that's sin. I don't think that's sin. But listen, if God says it's sin, it's sin regardless of what you think or what I think or what anybody else thinks. And we're living in a day when we've allowed sin to be dominant and we we just treat it like it's nothing and we just excuse it and and because our world is saying it's okay because our our country maybe uh, our leaders might say that something's okay but according to the word of god it's not okay and i don't have time to go into all the issues that we have to face like that today but there are many many issues that are 
pointed out clearly in God's word that are sin, and God has not changed his mind about them, and we need not change our mind about them. But now, let me let me quickly read to you second chapter, verse 1. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. Notice that, that you may not sin. He is saying that he doesn't want you to sin. He's writing to you so that you do not have to sin. But he says, but if you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Advocate is that literally means one called alongside to help. It's a, a modern terminology. It would be a lawyer uh, that stands up and speaks for you and that kind of thing. That's what uh, we're looking at here is an advocate with the Father, but it's Jesus, the righteous, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not ours only, but also for those of the whole world. Now, notice that he himself is the propitiation. That means he's the sacrifice. He's the offering. He's the sin offering. He, t- he paid the price. That's He took our place on the cross, and he died in our place that we might be forgiven of sin. So he says, we don't want you to sin, but if you do sin, Jesus Christ, he's interceding for you, and he will stand for you. He will come alongside you, and he's paid for your sins, but not only for yours, but for the whole world. And just to say to you there, listen, when people do not repent, do not receive Jesus Christ. People die. People say, well, uh, he's going to hell because of his sins. No, he's not going to hell because of his sins. He's going to hell because he did not receive Jesus. His sins, Jesus paid for them. They're done away. He paid for the sins of the whole world. And all we have to do is to come to him, repent of our sin, and receive Jesus, and he will save us and forgive us of all our sins. Now, the devil is accusing you. The devil's saying he's pointing out your sins, but Jesus is standing and saying, Father, they're guilty, but I have paid the price for them. Oh, I want to tell you, people, listen today. You can have fellowship with God, but you can't have fellowship. You can't. I mean, Think about that, the joy of walking in fellowship with holy God, that you can have that kind of relationship but you can only have it when you're willing to deal with the sin that he points out in your life. Come to the light. Let him show you what's in you. Confess it. The word confess means to say the same thing. It means that I agree with him. When he says it's sin, I say it's sin. I don't care whether I like it or don't like it. If he says it's sin, it's sin. I confess it. I turn away from it, and I'm going to walk in fellowship with him Oh, what a joy. What a pleasure. I pray you will hear this truth today and you will delight in having fellowship with God. Praise God for his goodness and his love. I pray you'll have a great day. God bless you. Great is thy faith.